Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another week. I hope you're all doing well out there. I know this seems like it's an eternity that everybody is being socially mindful, which I'm taking that phrase from Dr. Sharon Stroud. She shared it, and I I love it. I like it much better than socially distancing ourselves. Um, today, I am so excited. I've been having the best offline conversation with Sherry Jewell. Sherry is a certified medium who has been practicing for many years. She has studied and refined her skills extensively under the direction of James Von Prague, John Holland, as well as other well-versed leaders in the industry. Sherry has a keen has been a keynote speaker demonstrating mediumship at the Lightworkers Conference and at the All Souls Conference with Jennifer Weigel. She regularly participates in mediumship events and demonstrations and is available for private readings and group events. Well, when we can get back to group events, right, Sherry? Love Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. How are you? I am fine. Just um, quarantined like everybody else. Socially mindful. Yes. <laughs> I just I just love Sharon. And she said this and, and, and it was brilliant. I thought it was a brilliant way, positive way of, of putting it out there. Yeah, I've heard also like, um, who was it? Somebody spiritual said something about physical distancing. They like that better than social. Because yeah. I think relationships are important now. I mean, we got to stay like the Zoom, thank God, or YouTube. At least we're, we can, can all connect still, you know? Absolutely. It's so important. So let's talk about you because this is what this is about. It's about you. <laughs> so let's, let's, okay, let's talk about the beginning because I always like to start where you started. When was it that you had your, your first awakening and what was it that was the impetus to bring you there? Um, hell, but no. <laughs> um, I was born Catholic. Um, I love calling psychics, okay? I've always like, been into that. Even when I was like 30, I bought like books, How to Be Psychic. And I read them. I'm like, I can't do this. And then a series of events happened. Um, my child was sick for like a year. He missed like school for a year. Uh, my dad got cancer and then got paralyzed after surgery. Oh, my God. And there was, it's like every time, like, they would be like a month apart, these things. And there was more than that. And every time I'd start feeling a little better or getting a grip on what was happening, another thing would knock me down. And honest to God, it did put me into a depression. I never suffered from depression, <laughs> never had anxiety or any of that stuff that I was aware of, and got into a depression for quite a few years. Um, not fun. <laughs> no, it's not fun. So where, when did, did you sort of springboard into realizing you had these abilities? So it was in my middle 40s. I, like I said, I was going through like, you know, I call it like the dark night of the soul or just hell, whatever you want to, word you want to give it. Right. And... All of a sudden, one day, I started having, like, prophetic dreams. Like, my dreams, I was very interactive, you know, the lucid dreams where I'm actually talking to people. And I started seeing people in my dreams, and then I would meet them within, like, a week or two. So, I became, like, very divinely guided. Um, that's how I met Jennifer Weigel. Spirit, you know, told me, reach out to her. Mm-hmm. She thought I was crazy when I emailed her and said, Spirit, you know. But she realized I wasn't, and we now work together sometimes. Uh, who else? Um Teresa, uh, that, that was weird. Teresa I fell asleep. Caputo? Yeah. I fell asleep watching TV and I was watching Teresa Caputo, the long on the medium. And in my dream, like right before I wake up, I get a lot of messages right before I wake up. Mm-hmm. I saw her. And now I've had that kind of dream so many times where I know, okay, I'm going to meet this person. This one I did not believe. I'm in Chicago. She's in New York. I'm like, how the hell am I going to meet Teresa Caputo? You know, when I'm, I fell asleep watching the show. So <laughs> it's just a random. Honest to God, something told me to grab my phone even before I got out of bed. I looked on Facebook. She was at Old Orchard Shopping Center, like 15 minutes from my house. Oh, wow. And then it got trippy. There had to be thousands of people there. I'm not kidding. The line was, have you ever been to Old Orchard? Of course. I'm from that area. Okay. So she's on the bottom floor, like in the basement of, what was it, Barnes & Noble or Borders, whatever it is. Sure. The line was two stories high and out the door. Okay. I walk up and she was just doing book signings where it's like 30 seconds, you know, hi, move on. God is my witness. It freaked me out. And 
I don't think she knows what happened either. All of a sudden, she was looking down, autographing the book, and only her eyes looked up at me, and her eyes changed. I mean, that woman is real. I'm going to tell everybody. And her eyeballs changed. Like, I don't know who stepped into her, what spirit or what, whatever. And all of a sudden, I felt like an energy ball, like this big, like a big softball thrown into my stomach where it actually hurt. I mean, I went, oh. And she was frozen. I was frozen. We both talk a lot. And neither one of us could talk. It was like a frozen, like. Moment I mean, in time. Yeah, it was really weird. And then I came out of it and I just kind of giggled and I left and went and talked to Larry. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what that was about. I don't know. It was an energy transfer. You know, that was during my awakening. So I think they were showing me what energy was, what can happen and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then another time it was weird. Um, I was born Catholic, not religious though. You know, I did believe in God. I didn't feel like I had to go to a building. <laughs> right. And one day I was upset and I was talking to a psychic and she goes, Archangel Michael's with you. And in my head, I'm like, lady, you're crazy. Angels are not real to me. Seriously. I never thought about angels. Honest to God, I felt him stand behind me and I felt like every feather go like that, like my, over my entire like embrace body. You. Yeah. It was like a cocoon, right? Yeah. And I felt just all this like unconditional love, bliss, peace. And then that divine, I don't know if you've ever had that when they, the divine touches your heart. It's like a love or a feeling that you can't even explain. It's a warmth. It's sort of like a radiant warmth that sort of comes up and comes out. Yeah, but, yeah, but it was a piercing. It was just like you knew oh. you were touched by an angel or the divine. Right. I mean, I've had it a few times, and it, it takes your breath away because you're like, what the hell just happened? Because you didn't know they were standing behind you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, someone's standing behind you now because I'm seeing this green yellow orb. It sort of goes on your right side and then it sort of goes off and then it comes back and it goes off. Really? Yeah. So it's like this energy ball. It's probably angels. Yeah. I, I do work. So I've had like um, archangels started like taking over my, I do a lot of automatic writing typing yes. and I'd be on a website and all of a sudden my hands are taken over and I'm typing messages and I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm like, I'm not hitting enter. You know, I was lose, right? And, of course. <laughs> and then like, you know, Archangel Ariel signed her name once, you know, Raphael. I mean, so it was weird. All of a sudden, I'm just, I could be like talking to you and something will come out of my, like if I was writing or out of my mouth and I'm the last one to even know what I'm saying. It just happens. Well, I'm open to receiving. So if anything comes <laughs> through, feel free to share. So, so what exactly are your abilities or your gifts, what do you, whatever you call them, talents. I am a very strong empath. So, you know, if your shoulder hurts, my shoulder hurts. Um, spirit, if they died of a heart attack, I'm like, ow. <laughs> if their leg was cut off, I'm walking around with my leg cut off. Um, it's very strange. But yeah, I am clear audience, clear, you know, voyant, knowing, feeling. I have them all. And just so strong you empath. with all the clears. Yeah, I just don't get the smelling, which is fine. <laughs> it might be a better thing. It just every time somebody reminds me of that, you know that commercial with the raccoons where they're going through the garbage and the guy goes, Oh my god, this is horrible. Here, you've got to try it. That's what that's yeah. what clear smelling is. Smelling and the taste one taste I don't have. And that that is fine. I mean, because you know, it does get it, it's funny because my gifts opened up seriously, like it felt like overnight. Like I just could do it one day. Like angels were there, and the next thing I'm like, wait a minute, I'm talking to dead people. And it really just came out naturally. You know, and then I just had to master myself. I believe our soul is the best teacher and we have to, I don't think there's one way for everybody. And I think we have to find out what resonates with us and with that. master how it works with us, right. how spirit works with us. So can you explain the difference between being an intuitive, a psychic, and a medium? Well, you know, an intuitive, I feel, is, I don't know, it's a big trend now that people don't want to be called psychics. They want to be called intuitives. I don't care. But... You know, I think, you know, intuition can be like, you know, the mama's instinct or, you know, that mm -hmm. gut feeling. I feel psychic perceives energy. Like, you know, I could connect with you. I might even telepathically know what you're thinking or, you know, what energy is around, you know, your aura and all that. So that's perceiving or reading it, whatever you want to call it. And the mediumship, you're receiving information from the spirit world. Perfect. You know, that's how I look at it. <laughs> and how, so... You're, you have all the clears. Do you have, other than being an empath and feeling other people's pain or emotions, Yeah. Um, what's your next strongest ability? I would say it started out with clear audience. 
you know, or so I have, there's kind of weird because clear audience technically should be like hearing with your ear. Right. Have I had that happen? Yeah. One time there was like a man, it sounded like you talking in my ear, but a man. Right. And um, that was very loud and booming. Now it's more of just like tele, you know, tele, telepathic thoughts, you know. So. That's so funny because that happened to me. That's what started me on the road. I had gotten, I graduated from energy healing school mm-hmm. and I kept taking more and more classes, but I, I just was going down my own path. Yeah. I started a bakery. I went into real estate. I did a few things and I was traveling with my husband and this big booming voice said, you, and it was a demand. It was like, you need to start yeah. a practice and you need to start helping people. And I was like, and I was jolted out of a deep sleep and I woke my husband up. It's like, what did you just say to me? And he goes, what do you, and you know, it was like one of those, what are you talking about? Ba ba ba. And we, we had a conversation and well, it, one thing led to weird. another. Now here I am. Well, yeah. And what happened to me, I was like, they always get me naked. I don't know why, but right before I'm getting in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, guys, come on. But um, I was, I think it was, I had just taken my clothes off. I was going to take a shower. And that booming, authoritative, like male voice said, go to church. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, what? You know, I'm like, you're, you're kind of like, yeah. And it goes, go to church now. God's waiting. I hope he wasn't talking about his come as you are party. Well, yeah, I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, wait. So I'm like, okay, you know, it's like noon or something, you know, whatever, early afternoon. And I jumped in the shower and went to church, you know, and I went to church. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm here. What's up? And nothing happened. But I think it was just for both of us, probably just to get that experience to know we're being guided, you know, and are we going to listen? Exactly. And sometimes I, this was what happens to me. I don't know if this happens to you, but if, I, if a message is coming and I'm not listening to it, it's sort of like a tap on my shoulder and then the tap gets harder and harder and harder until it's like, okay, stop hurting me. I got it. You know, like one of those type of responses. Yeah, it's, um, it was, it's pretty trippy. I mean, I think that, you know, it's good we're talking about this too, because I think that, you know, I look at it as sometimes a spiritual awakening can be chaos before the bliss, it's a, right? Well, it's the storm before the calm. Instead of the calm before the storm, it's yeah. really the other way around. You know, and it was, you know, the spiritual awakening was, I have to be honest, absolute hell. I mean, I'm like, just get me out of here, you know, but I was a mom and I still had to raise my kids, but I was definitely depressed. And that, I mean, God, that probably went on at least five years. I don't even know. And then all of a sudden, like these floodgates opened up and life became like a magic carpet ride and synchronicity happened. So looking back on it now, and I'm sure you do too, we have the gratitude for that, what we went through, the traumatic events, the pain, because it taught us so much. Like if we didn't have that experience, how could we help somebody else? We wouldn't have compassion, non-judgment, you know, right. love for another, or even wanting to talk to anybody. Or compassion know? for another and their plight. Yeah. You know, and, help them. Yeah, and it, it's just, um, I guess, you know, if your gifts opened up also, you know, in your 40s or whatever later in life, I kind of believe maybe it was our sole mission. It was time to wake up and... You know, yeah, I understand. Um, yeah, mine mine opened up in my forties, and um, I was sharing the story about graduate. You know, I was went to my mystery school, and in the mystery school, I we were doing an exercise, and I thought, and I didn't realize that the mystery school meant that I was going to be out becoming psychic or a visionary or anything else, and so um, it is. And like all of a sudden, I had that experience where. I had clear, I was clairvoyant. I saw, I saw pictures of what was going on. And when I talked to my partner and she said, that's what, that's, oh my God. And it were only three things. But to me, it was like giving somebody a wealth of information because I didn't think I was able to give anybody anything. And during the selection, I'm going, please God, please give me something. Please God, please give me something. I was begging for something because yeah. I just didn't want to disappoint my partner. And they came I think that's it too with, you know, when you get the depression or you're going through a hard time, it's almost like I feel like you, we have to break open who we are in condition to be and break our heart open to get to our soul and, you know, to be able to express from that place now. Well, and I also think we have to break open our heart because we have to be vulnerable. We have to allow ourselves to be that we've been vulnerable yeah. To be able to to receive, you have to get out of your head into your heart and allow the messages to come. Because if you stay in your head and you keep thinking and thinking and ruminating, ruminating, nothing comes in. It's like knocking against, you know, a wall. Right. So to speak. Yeah. And I think it does take some time. Like I had to be alone. Like I ended up 
having to, I think, spend some time alone to find ourselves. You know, I started, you know, I didn't know what meditation was. I didn't pray. I didn't do any of that. And I started getting knocked into trances and getting teachings and, you know, my dreams, everything became teaching when I was awake or asleep and tranced out. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> but it makes sense now, you know, but I think that if we share that with people, if people, I think more people are in spiritual awaken now, especially through this chaos, they're not crazy, you know, no, something and, and beautiful we- is happening. Exactly. Well, it's happening on so many different levels. It's happening for the earth. Our planet is healing. We're going through our huge upset. But I think at the end of the at the end of the tunnel, when we see the light again of what's going on, we will find that many of us will have these epiphanies, have these changes. You either will or you won't. Right. But those those who are praying because they need the help now. I think those are the ones who will be most likely opened. You know, yeah. and this might be the cracking of the, the coconut, so to speak, right yeah, now. Yeah, I remember like years, I'd say about five to eight years before, you know, my awakening, I was in a church for something, or someone's service or something. And I remember like praying to God, I promise I'll go to church every Sunday. Help me. Well, little did I realize different plan for me. <laughs> but, but you asked for you asked for help and they came and helped. You yeah. just didn't expect help to come in that manner. I just said I'd go to church every Sunday, which I never did. But, <laughs> <laughs> but this happened. Have to. Yeah. And so I think, you know, maybe that's it. You know, breaking open that egg and it's surrender and then trust and all that stuff comes into play. Uh, yeah. And you have to trust the information you get that it's coming from yeah. spirit and, you know, not question and not judge. I mean, I, that's one of the first things I learned is whatever information comes, accept it. If you're working with someone... Don't even try to figure it out. It's not. It's none of your business. It's exactly. none of your business what information you're getting. Yeah, sometimes people call you for a reading and, you know, I don't even let them ask me a question. I'm like, can I just talk? Because spirit will give me. And they may be in a relationship now they want to know about. I'm like, mm, I'm going back to another past relationship or the mom and dad. Because if we get to the root cause, it doesn't matter what's happening now. We have to get to the root cause that's causing all your problems and all your current and future relationships for your Absolutely. healing. Absolutely. You know? And it and it it does. You have to get to the root to get to to be able to heal it. Whatever exactly. the root is, you need to face it and then address it and heal it. And then it's amazing. Like like if you broke your arm, you know, you have to have the cast on for a period of time and then the cast comes off and it's like, wow, it's better than new. Who knew? Yeah. I mean it's a rebuilding. I mean it it really is a clearing, rebuilding, and it, it, it's an amazing, you know, looking back, right? You have gratitude for all the pain you went through. I do. We would morning. not be sitting here, neither one, me or you. We would exactly. not be sitting here. I mean, I would think that if I was talking, like if I heard somebody talking like this, I'd be like, you're nuts. But it really became, opened up a whole new world and like a magical world and synchronicity and everything. And that's the, what you need to keep in mind is it is magical. It's such a magic place. You know, we're going to go on a break in a second, but I want to let the audience know, if you want to talk to Sherry and ask her any questions, please feel free to give us a call at 888-346-9141. 888-346-9141. And we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. 
When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi, everyone. Thank you for sticking around for those who have been here from the beginning. But if you've just tuned in, I'm with Sherry Jewell, and Sherry is a jewel. She is a certified medium who's been practicing for many, many years. She's studied with the best, and she is amazing. She has been a keynote speaker at the Lightworkers Conference and at the All Souls Conference with Jennifer Weigel. And I am just loving our conversation now. It has been amazing. And please, if you're out there and you want to talk to Sherry, don't be shy. Call in at 888-346-9141. Okay, Sherry, we're back. Yeah. So I was just saying, like, you know, a real common question I get from clients, especially when they're grieving, how do I know my loved one is around? And I was trying to, you know, I was explaining to you, and you know this too, is mediums call it a calling card or, you know, mm-hmm. you said signal. It's all the same thing. Um, when it first started happening to me, my, like, you know, right here, my crown would tingle. It felt like little, like, lights going around in a circle or, like, the top of a pot came off, like, you have a hole mm-hmm. in your head. Now my ear, you know, now my ear hums or you might get hot. You might get sweaty. You might get cold. Um you know, and I guess, I don't know why I'm saying this, but some, I guess it's going to start channeling here in a minute, I think. Um, like some people are like, oh my God, I feel cold energy. It's negative. Bull. My dad always comes to me ice cold, like dry ice. So every spirit's going to have a different energy in what you feel. You know, some people might feel a little tickle or something behind their neck. So I think, you know, people that are grieving or looking to connect with their loved ones, we as the human have to start having that awareness and paying attention and the, you know, being an observer to sense it. Yeah. I mean, if we don't pay attention to how we're feeling or what our bodies are doing, how are you going to, how are you going to read the signs? Yeah. You know, because the signs do majority of them come through the body, but you also can tell if somebody's, if you want a loved one to come by, you know, many come by in the way of butterflies, cardinals, um, music, you'll, a scent will waft through you. I've been smelling cigarette smoke and it's like, okay, I'm thinking it might be my mother or father. They were big, heavy smokers when they were, you know, at a certain point. Um, I think that is, is I go with your first gut on who you think it is. Or, you know, you said with music, my dad died uh, two and a half, three years ago, almost. And, you know, super dog. Yeah. Really? <laughs> well, they're my cousins, my distant cousins. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's probably why I'm bringing it up because I know I don't bring this up in an interview. Um, maybe your cousin, you know, maybe your family is here. <laughs> um, so I never go to Superdog. And sometimes just driving down, you know, that street, Milwaukee Avenue, and I'm driving and somebody said, pull in there. And for people that don't know what it is, it's like an outdoor. It's the old, it's the old drive-in Hot dog stand is what the super dog yeah. is. And you and have like the speakers you order your food the in. The car hops. Yeah. Yeah. So I pull in there and this, the super dog is big. There's, what do you think? Got to be a hundred speakers. Um, 50. I don't know. There's I think maybe like 60 or 70. Yeah. There's, yeah, a, there's lot. a lot. So I pull in and I'm like, okay, I don't know why I'm here. So I'm going to order a hot dog. All of a sudden I pull up to the speaker and my dad's name was Leroy. Out of every speaker in the place, the song Le- Bad, Bad Le- Leroy Brown was playing. And I we always sing it to my dad. It was my, like with this, the song, 
because it went by my dad's name, all the like nursing assistants and nurses saying it to him. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So it could be something that spontaneous. And synchronistic. Yeah. I mean, how could that happen? Well, and it happens all yeah. the time, but your your story just gave me such goosebumps coming up and down me. So you know, it's I mean, it was, yeah, it was. I mean, it was wild. Um, and there's so many things. Like, I mean, I, I guess if you went to the dreams too, you know, you may just see them for a second right before, like in your third eye, right before you're waking. Mm-hmm. You may have a totally interactive talking thing because we, you know, when we're sleeping, we are a spirit having a human experience, and our spirit is communicating. Well, our, our spirit leaves our body. It doesn't need sleep. Spirit doesn't need sleep. People have seen me in California. I'm in Chicago. And I have a friend call me. And they're like, uh, Sherry, you're in California right now. I said, what the hell are you talking about? You know, um, some yeah. of it's unexplainable. But if people could just open their mind, you know, to the possibility. And even just like start seeking, start questioning. You know, maybe it'll start for them, you know. Exactly. And here's a great time where people are home, many people are out of work. And, you know, there's a lot of things you can find on YouTube to train you to teach you to you could play with There are books you can read. But um, it's it's fun to just, you know, try something new and train and you just never know you might open up to something, you know, big epiphany might happen and, and you might be flooded with information. And if you are, reach out to somebody like Sherry, or myself, who can help guide you through this, but at least get calm you down enough to to have you take a breath to. to well, you remember you what's how going exciting on. it is when it first starts happening. It's so excited, like you're so ungrounded because you're like, oh, wait, you're calling your baby. This happened. This happened. This happened. I mean, it's really hard to settle into it. Some people think they're going crazy. Some people mm-hmm. are scared from it. Or they think you there's know? schizophrenia coming in, and there's no schizophrenia. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I would bet. Dollars to donuts. Most of the schizophrenia are truly psychics. That's actually that's been proven that there's a lot of people that have been locked up because they're like we're hearing voices. Well, it's well like I think the in the old days, being burned in Salem. Were you going to say that? Yeah. Well, no, I was just going to say like you know, a lot of mediums. I think ended up there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a little weird when it starts happening. <laughs> well, especially if you're a non-believer and it starts happening. Oh, yeah, I've be been going shocking. for reading since I was 15 years old. I went um, with some high school friends to the occult bookstore for a first reading. Okay. And so the person who did it, did it with uh, playing cards. She didn't do it with tarot cards. Right. And it was fascinating. I was like, oh, my God. And then I was hooked. Yeah, I think, you know, and I just think that there's a divine plan that, you know, I've had some intuitives tell me that I wanted to be like normal for half my life, like raise my kids Mm -hmm. and then do the second part of my life doing this. So I just knew when my last one went off to college that, that's when it's going to get yourself permission. It, it, I'll have more time, you know, and you know, I started having like these dreams and getting these teachings in my sleep. And like, I'd wake up and I would hear these ones happen like right before I woke up. They're not always that way. I heard the word like be benevolent a couple of days later. I'm hearing be merciful. If you, you don't know me, but if you knew me, I don't use those words. <laughs> so here's me. I'm like, I, I tell my friends, that's like, Sherry, that's not your word. And I'm Googling the words. What does that mean? I mean, obviously I know what it means now, but at the time I didn't. And I call it like soul words. So you know when your soul or guides or angels or whatever, you know, you choose to believe in is right. talking to you because you are getting, it, it's, it's a different, it doesn't sound like you. Right. You know, maybe it is your soul. Okay. Or your higher self, but it, Usually it will come in in such a different manner. You know it's somebody else. And for the most part, the voice sounds like your voice. It's just talking in a way that you're not accustomed to talking. It's not your normal phraseology. It's not the way you put sentences together. And you know, it just popped in my head now too, which I've never said. I don't think I've ever said in an interview or if I did maybe once. I went and saw John of God once in New York. And um, it was interesting, but I didn't get healed, but okay. But I, <laughs> He has this thing like where you go home like at three or four o'clock in the afternoon and you're supposed to sleep. And I guess my soul wants to say this. And I went to sleep and I remember like screaming in my sleep. It was a two-way conversation and it kept saying over and over and over, see me for who I am. And I'm screaming in my sleep, who are you? I don't know who you are. And then it finally said your inner compass. So it was my soul. But it doesn't sound like my voice. I swear sometimes it sounds like a man. I don't know. But it does not, it does appear to be a different voice. That's interesting. See, my information comes in my voice. 
And so it's like, I need to be really careful. It's like, is this ego? Is this my, my guidance? Right. Now, I actually noticed with me is, um, again, it's, I think, you know, you just have to practice to master it. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I connect to spirit, like right behind my right ear, I can like immensely and somehow in my head, I, I kind of like take my attention in there. Mm-hmm. And that's where it seems like I get the thoughts that come in. Yeah. Have you ever had that? I, I, t- I, get, I get buzzing. Okay. Like, like around my eyes, like around the third eye. Mm-hmm. That's usually what I get. Um, but I tend to be more clear knowing. That's okay. my strength. And then I become, so my strength is clear knowing, clear audience, and then clairvoyant. And I think that, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, what's your gift? And so many people say, I'm clairvoyant. And, you know, I kind of call BS on that because it may be your strongest, but if you have that, you can open the other ones. Just maybe, you know, give up putting all your focus on the strong one and try to build the other one stronger. Exactly. It's it's so true. So which is your preference? Do you enjoy the gallery readings or the one-on-ones because Uh of the information you're able to share? Because some people are show people. They just like to be able to share with a lot because yeah. as you know, if everybody's in one room, everybody's meant for the same message, whether they're, it's yeah. their relative or not. Well, that's kind of an interesting question that you asked because fear of public speaking was my number one fear. And of course, you know, I, meeting Jennifer, the first, you know, I, I was a very brand new psychic medium, but I guess she felt guided and we knew spirit brought us together. Right. Yes. And like I said, my gifts just opened up as strong as they are now from day one. Okay. It was weird. And She's like, started booking me for like these, like, you know, we were doing events in a wine shop. You know, it was private readings. I would do like eight or 10 of them or whatever. Right. Then one day she goes, oh, I'm going to have you do an event at Madame Zuzu's, you know, Billy Corrigan Mm -hmm. uh, thing. And it's going to be a gallery. And I'm like, oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like 40 or 45 people, whatever it was. And now you throw Billy there. He's going to be there too. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm scared to death. And but I'm also a person that realized I knew what spirit was doing. I knew what my soul wanted to do. So I always stepped into my fears. And like I said, public speaking was the scariest darn thing to me. But I said, yes. And in the morning when I woke up the day of the event, I was like crying. I'm like, there's no way in hell I can do this. And then something in my head said, go hypnotize yourself. I'm like, what? So I went on YouTube. I'm not kidding. I hypnotized myself for fear of public speaking. It was 20 minute meditation and you can tell I'm kind of hyper. I was so calm. I walked in and Jen's like, what is wrong with you? Cause I was talking like this and so calm. And I'm like, I don't think I could do a reading. I'm like, don't have the energy right now. I'm too calm. But of course it went well. So a lot of mediums start out in the living room in front of six people. My right. first one was with Billy, Jen, you know, at Madame Zuzu's and in front of 45 people. So it's like almost like they're telling me right now, they wanted to throw me in. So I did like something that I thought I couldn't do because then everything else became easier. So I still get nervous with galleries, but spirit wants me more public. Uh, I, I did not plan on being on stage. You know, I still get anxiety about it, but that does tend to what comes to me, but I do do a lot of, you know, one-on-one readings. Of course I do those, but the gallery seems to be where I really shine more because I think I am kind of rowdy and I think, you know, my personality fits it. And I think I do well when there's a lot of energy around me. So did I go looking for that? builds on your energy. Yeah. And I did not go looking for that last thing in the world I wanted to do. And it's where God wants me. So I do a lot of galleries. Yeah. (laughs) And I do have fun with them now. You know, you do get nervous beforehand, of course, with anything. Plus I think when spirit comes through, you get more anxiety and you get more energy and, but once it starts, it, it's a fun. I mean, it's, I like, well, I like making it fun. I mean, I, I like making people cry so they get the healing, but spirit works with me like that. They get people to cry, but then they make them laugh. Right. You know? I, I, I definitely understand that. And, and, it, and it's funny, but I think here's the reason why my, by a lot of people um, are uncomfortable with galleries. And this is something I witnessed. I was at an event and there were like, uh, I think there were three mediums on the stage. And one of them like was saying, you know, okay, I'm feeling something. And they mention a state and they mention an illness and someone's like, well, that's me. And then they start talking about it and they are like, nope, nope, nope. And nobody else is saying, oh no, that's me. And so, yeah, nobody wants to be perceived as incorrect. 
That's a hard thing. And that trick there for mediums is like people tell me, no, no, no. I do this with private clients. Even on one, I did a reading last night. She's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, sorry, I'm sticking with it because I know what I'm hearing. Spirit's telling me this. But sometimes I think like clients or people in the audience have psychic amnesia. (laughs) It's like it'll hit them later. You know, how many times you get the phone call later? Oh, my God. Yeah, I had an Uncle Dick or I had, you know, Joanne or, you know, it hits them later. But so it is kind of different doing a gallery, but you have to stick with what spirit gives you. Well, and here's the thing. You need to be true to yourself with the information you're getting. And right. like you said, they might be there. Or remember earlier I said that there's messages for everybody in a single message. So it might be either somebody says, well, that sounds like mine. And then you give message and they're going, no, no, no. But other people might say, exactly, it's not mine, but oh, does yeah. that resonate? So Especially in, yeah, especially in galleries. Um, all those energies intermingle. Yeah. For some reason, I get a lot of... Um, dead kids. I'll call it, you know, drug overdoses, suicides. I get a lot of teenagers. Um, probably, you know, cause I'll say whatever they want. I mean, I will swear I will. So, you know, mm-hmm. if I brought Johnny through, who's looking like a little choir boy or an angel, they're like, the, the parent will be like, uh, uh-uh. I'm like, no, this kid likes heavy metal. And he's saying, you know, the F word or he's doing, they're like, Oh yeah, that's my kid. I mean, that's where I think the medium, I can't, it really irritates me when a lot of mediums censor stuff. You know, I, we do have to know how to say things in a healing way, in a proper way. But you know what? Our job is we're a mouth. That's it. We're a messenger. And my job is to bring that personality and the words through exactly how that spirit was. That's what I mentioned earlier about it's none of my business what information is coming yeah. through me for somebody else. It's for somebody else. And I'm not going to censor it. I'm going to say it the way it is because... That's the way sp- this spirit, whoever is giving me the message, wants it to be. Well, and that's it. I mean, like when I, like I told you earlier, I, when I opened my gifts up, I really kind of mastered myself. You know, I felt my soul, spirit, you know, obviously I did take class with a lot of people and worked with people. But at the beginning, my higher self came to me like in a trance and gave me a few rules to follow. And one of them was only say what I hear. Where a lot of teachers, you know, we do want to expand on it and try to get it to a deeper message. But I'll mm-hmm. never forget that because they said only say what you hear. So if I'm not getting the whole story, I mean, I really wish I would. I'll try. But if I'm not and I hear turtle, I said the word turtle to a lady. She started cracking up and crying and because her aunt that was dead rescued turtles. So one word mm-hmm. can trigger. Yeah. I mean, you do. It'd be nice to get the whole story, but you don't always, you know, as a medium, sometimes we just get bits and pieces. Right. But it's but again, it's it's for the other person to know. And not for me. So it's like, okay. Well, yeah. And I always want, I want weird information. I don't want just like, you know, grandma had a Betty Crocker cookbook. I want like. Uh, Betty, Betty, she burnt the, co- she put, uh, she exchanged the sugar and the salt and then burnt the cookies. Yeah. Or and- she stopped the cooking or whatever. I mean, I want really odd memories. And then I want proof that that spirit's still around them. You know? So- Right. Well, we're going to be right back. We've got a mess, uh, break coming up, so please stick around for more of Sherry Jewell. If you want to talk to Sherry, she's open and available, 888-346-9141. See you on the other side. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time 
on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcasts. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. Welcome back. And if you're new... I am speaking to Sherry Jewell, and we're having a sparkling conversation. (laughs) I'm sorry. I love my puns. Um, Sherry is a certified medium who's been practicing for a a bit. Uh, She has studied and refined her skills. We're under the direction of uh, leaders like James Von Prague and John Holland. Uh, She has been a keynote speaker demonstrating mediumship at the Lightworkers Conference and at the All Souls Conference with Jennifer Weigel. Welcome back, Sherry. Thank you. And that was a funny story, too, with Von Prague. (laughs) Let's hold that story really quick because this is charity shout-out time. And we spoke about the charity uh, before. And, Sherry, I'm going to let you take over and talk about what we shared and and what you're going to ask people to do. I was just kind of feeling that it's more important to help, you know, help your neighbors, you know, as Jesus said, be kind to your neighbors, help the people in your community, you know, donate to a food pantry, you know, donate to drop stuff off to people's houses, help the people close to you right now. I mean, obviously, if you got millions of dollars, donate to someone big, okay? But, you know, for, you know, just the average person, help where, you know, in your hometown. Exactly. I mean, Feeding America, people are out of work. 17 million people are are going for unemployment. People who have never, ever had to Need they need it never need to help paying bills or getting food are waiting in line for hours yeah. to get a bag of groceries to feed their family. Well, so it could even be helping like someone that is an older person or immune compromised. Yes. Find out you know maybe the village hall or somebody or there's organizations I'm sure locally. Ask them who can't go to a store. Like you know I'm not supposed to go in the store you know, <laughs> but. You know I do my best, but <laughs> I know the toilet I know paper. <laughs> I know. And then when you get it online, so I'll tell you a funny oh, story. Oh, Instacart. I, yeah, they charge me like $80 in extra fees. I, it's, it's, it's horrible how people are taking advantage. But, yeah. if, you know, toilet paper is hard to find. And so I saw an opportunity. I was on Amazon to buy a case of toilet paper, 60 oh. rolls. It was outrageously expensive, but I bought it. Why? Because not just for my, my son, my husband and I, but if anybody needs toilet paper, we have more than enough you know what? I did the say, same Here's thing. Here's a roll or two. My friend thought she had COVID and she had two little boys. And I'm like, come over. I have a roll. You know? Yeah. And I have some people, in, you know, in my house sometimes that have stomach problems. I need toilet paper, <laughs> you know? Right. So I did buy a bunch, but, um, it, you know, during it, Spirit told me to because I need it, but I'm also giving it away. So I think, you know, share with your neighbors, check on your grandparents or, you know, seniors in your area or yeah seniors in your area I take the food pantry you know stuff like that exactly so okay we were now thank you for that sherry and i hope that everybody really helps your community because you know we're all in this together this is not something that one group is going to have in the other it's not going to touch anyone else it touches everyone you know what's a real cool thing is next story app i was on next story app yes and there's a chinese community i don't know what it was i don't know if it's a church organization not and they actually put a thing, we're giving masks to people. Send us only if you're sick or immune compromised. Right. They dropped off masks at my house. 
which is. So and that was through Next Story app. There's so many people helping each other on that Next Story app. It's so true. So tune into Next Door and see what your community needs from you. Yeah. So before we started the charity shout out, you were starting to talk about James Von Prague and a funny story. Yeah. So somehow I went this years ago. I went to a workshop. He was in Chicago. I went to his workshop. And now remember, I was afraid of public speaking. So of he, course. He lives in Chicago? No, he was here doing oh, a workshop. Okay, I was going to say, no. I never heard that before. No, yeah, he's in California. He was here for like a four or five day workshop. And there's probably a couple hundred people there. Remember, I was afraid of public speaking. So yes. who gets called out on the stage with him? You. And I'm like, oh, hell no. But it was funny. So anyways, it went great. And then he invited me out to California and he gave it, gifted it to me. And then he was just here again. It happened to me again. I didn't want to go on stage. It was like a few months ago. And now he's inviting me to New York. So certain guided teachers, or it could be you, it could be me, certain players, I call it, will, like the teacher appears, right, when the student's ready. Right. Certain people will pop into your journey to help you decipher, figure out, take you to the next step. So people really, I mean, my life is 100% synchronistic. And when someone pops up, like you popped up, I'm like, okay, you know, I trust because it's never steered me wrong. Then that's it. It's having faith. It's having trust yeah. because that, that the information you get is what you need at the moment. It, and here's the thing. You don't have to like what you're getting right. because sometimes you have to go through, you know, fire and brimstone to get on the other side to rainbows and, and fresh air and sunshine. And <laughs> what? And unicorns. <laughs> and unicorns. Exactly. <laughs> But, but yeah, it's trusting that whatever is coming to you is coming to you at the time, at the place, because there's because you need it at that moment. Whether and, I, and I think that's one thing. I was so divinely guided this entire journey for like, you know, 10 years. Um, when I get a message like that, I go. And the one quote they want me to mention this before, uh, before we end, I had a dream with Jesus. And, and so I've never had to say, that's another thing, take the fear out of mediumship and spirit. I've never had a scary thing except this. I'm going to tell you. I was asleep and I felt like I was pinned down in my sleep. I couldn't move. Whether I was or not, I don't know. But in my sleep, that's how I felt. And I remember like in my sleep, like thrashing and like going, ah, help me. I was screaming, God, help me. Archangel Micah, help me. All of a sudden, I hear this really low man's voice go, it's Jesus. I'm healing your lungs. I have asthma. Okay. Like we talked about. So here's me, I'm feisty. So I'm fighting in my sleep because all these people are saying, test spirit, you know, make sure. So here's me fighting. I go, and I actually said this, I go, sorry, Jesus. I'm like, how the hell do I know you're Jesus? <laughs> and then I see this guy from like the Roman ages. I mean, these people looked real in my sleep. I mean, it was a full out conversation. Mm-hmm. And this guy was dressed all in like those Roman clothes with that skirt, you know, the leather skirt or whatever. This dude is bent over in half laughing hysterically. And I looked at him, I go, what are you laughing about? Who are you? And then he gave me his name. And then the weirdest thing happened was, don't, this sounds really batshit crazy, but it will make sense at the end. They stole my couch. And I'm like, really? Jesus steals a couch? I'm like, Get, you know, who are you? I wasn't scared anymore. I was mad. Then I saw a little baby that was maybe a year or two year old. And I did lose a baby. He looked just like my other kids. So I think it was actually, you know, the baby I lost. And he was playing with a truck. They stole his truck. Now I'm mad. I'm like, really? And now you steal trucks. Well, then there was a point to it because in that voice again, he goes, you have to give to receive. So I had to give the couch, give all this. And then he hit me with this like really bright white light on my third eye. Has that ever happened to you? A little shock to put no. Oh, it's so wild. It's a color white that you've never seen. It's happened to me a few times. And then I'm like, so I woke up and I'm like, Oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. I didn't really think it was you because know, the white light made me believe it. Right. So it's weird, though, is a couple of days later, I'm in Walgreens and I'm in line. A young girl in front of me, her debit card, she was just buying like tea for like 99 cents. Her debit card was denied. Oh. Jesus's voice, that loud voice in my head goes, pay for her. And I went, so the lessons about giving to receive are coming after that dream. So I just said, excuse me, okay, you know, hon, I'll pay for it. We all need our caffeine. I like made a joke of it, whatever. Yeah. And this again, two days later, I'm in the same Walgreens. Oh, her bill was 99 cents. Nine, a divine yeah. number. I mean, when is your bill 99 cents? A couple of days later, I'm there again. A lady that appeared to have money. She did not need my money. 
was digging around for her wallet. It wasn't in her purse. The bill was 99 cents again. So I caught it. I'm like, uh-uh, before you yell at me again, I'm like, excuse me, ma'am, I'll, I'll pay for you. And it was really cool. What she did was, she was, oh, thank you. I'll pay it forward. So she got it. Yeah. So that wacko dream with the couch and the truck being pulled away, it was a big lesson. But then it's almost like, I don't want to say it's a test. I hate that word. But what was, they used it in my practical life to see if I would actually then. Follow through. Yeah. And get, get the message that you received, which is the lesson of giving to receive. Because yeah. when you give, you get back tenfold. As long as you're doing it from your heart. Right, of course. For the right reasons. From your heart, yes. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to try that. I'm like, no, you got to feel it. You got to, you know. Yeah, you just have to do it because it, it's necessary at the moment. Yeah, so, you know, that's that's how I've learned. And that's where I say, like, I find my truth is from my experience, my direct mm-hmm. experience. And, you know, for many years, the beginning of my journey was very amplified like that and very directed and very, you know. Yes. Um, but I always trusted it. And it was amazing. And. I think then this is where, you know, I keep committing to this. I keep trying. I keep practicing. Right. Try to get better, you know, try to do it for the right reasons. And you got to stay humble, you know, and we have to be conscious of our own self, especially being spiritual leaders, teachers, psychics, mediums, whatever the role is. But I'm a huge believer is like, don't talk above people. I'm very down to earth. I like to just meet people where they're at. And exactly. I think that's what God's looking for now. They're not I looking see. for these big holy rollers because- <laughs> My personality is going to get along with that teenager or, you know. Right. Jerry, I hate to cut you off, but our time is fast. We've completed. It went so fast. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all this amazing information. You are wonderful and your name fits you so well. You're definitely a jewel. And I'd love to have you back. Oh, thank you. We had fun. Thank you. And God bless everybody. Stay safe, you know. Thank you. And I want to thank uh, everyone at Voice America for helping me get the show on the road. And Teresa Scott Reed, my assistant, my left arm, my right arm, God bless. And to you, please stay safe, stay healthy. Please be socially mindful and considerate to your neighbors, to the people around you. But until the next show, next week, I send you love, I send you blessings, and I send you gratitude. Thank you. Take God care. Bless. Thank you. Thank you. 